we have had the conversation. Are we having a marriage conversation or a business conversation? That's a great That's question. So good. And it is a, as everyone probably knows, that can be a, to clearly define that up front. Because sometimes they both slip in both ways. And you're like, whoa, are we talking marriage or business right now? <laughs> framing, framing your conversations at the front is so important. Like the goal of this conversation is that we come out on the other end of it healthy and still in love. <laughs> you know, so we, we want to frame that. Like first and foremost, we have the same goal and it's to come out full, whole and healthy. So we're not against each other. We're still one in all things. And we've realized that if one of us loses, we both lose. So we're trying to be winners. Okay, let's do this. This is Jeff. And I'm Andre. Are you ready? I'm ready. Love or work. Is anyone listening? No, don't put that on the air. These two people are really, really funny. This one made me cry. World Series champion. Around the entire world. NBA All-Star. We hope you love this interview as much as we did. Love or work. Welcome to the Love or Work podcast. This is Jeff. And I'm Andre. Wow, it's great. It's it's a Friday. This is what we do on Fridays. <laughs> we do. This isn't coming out on the Friday, though. So everybody's oh, true. hearing it on a Monday, usually. Sometimes Tuesdays. Whenever whenever you listen but to your podcast. But we always record on Fridays. That's our day. That's our we love do. or work day. It is. And we turn the light on. We literally have a light in our office when we're recording that we turn on. Yes, And it, it's do. a neon sign that says love or work. And it's like, you turn the light on, and it's like, we Ready just come alive. Right? <laughs> Is that what happens? <laughs> sort of, sort of. It just depends how early. Like when it's the early interviews, I'm like, that's when I really come alive. I'm dying in there with my ten cups of coffee. But you are ready. I'm ready. You are ready. But when it's later interviews, I'm on it and I'm, I'm exhausted. Ready. You get to two o'clock in the afternoon on a Friday, and I am done. <laughs> Let's be honest. Well, today we have a really great interview coming your way, and. These are great friends of ours, Andy and Brittany Toms. I don't like to call it an interview. I kind of feel like it was just a conversation with friends, you know? It really was. What um, was funny about it, though, is that they didn't... Andy wasn't really excited about it at first. He, he, he wanted to say no and cancel multiple times, but Brittany wouldn't let him. Which is ironic, right? Because what do they do? Public relations. <laughs> they, they tell stories of other people. They do PR. They do branding. They do media relations. Media relations, yeah. storytelling through social media, all this Marketing. Stuff. They get paid every day by to, people to tell their stories, to get them on podcasts like this, to get them on things like, you know, to find outlets to tell the stories. They're the founders of Sea Spark Go. Yes. Based out of Athens, Georgia. And, Go um, dogs, right? They are actually kind of... Uh, Really big reason why we're doing this podcast. <laughs> that is so true. They literally just pushed us off the cliff. Two years ago, we get this call and they do, they do PR for our organization for Plywood People and for this project. And they had heard about us kind of dancing around this idea. And Brittany calls and says, hey, so I was talking to another client, Airstream. Which is their client. Which is their they client. do PR for Airstream. And we thought, you'd be perfect. So we told them what you want to do. and With they... the project Lover Work that was not in existence. <laughs> like, this was just like an idea we threw out, like a friend discussion, and just they, kind of... Yeah, and they were like, oh, we're in... Yeah, that sounds great. So can they come and... Uh, they, can they start doing interviews on the road in, next Thursday? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they got a, you, can they fly to Ohio? We're going to give them an Airstream to start interviewing people on Thursday. It was like Monday. 
Yeah. It's like, what are they doing on Thursday? (laughs) And we said, yes. Yeah. So Thursday we were on a flight to Ohio and we did it and we got in an Airstream and we started interviewing. And if you go back on Instagram, anybody wants to go all the way back (laughs) to our first lover work uh, video. We yeah, posted, we were driving we in the were truck, driving. pulling the airstream, and we were like, "I guess we're doing this." Thank you, Andy and Brittany. Toms. That was like almost exactly two years you ago. You pushed us off the cliff, and now this project exists because of you. We got them on to interview them, we, even though they're they do PR for everybody else. They tell everyone this is going to be great. They were a little re- Andy specifically was a little reluctant getting into it, but then he, I think, he really enjoyed himself. So, uh, before we get this, I got three things I want you to listen to. Number one. Dance moves in marriage. It's kind of a, some advice they give. Yeah. Right? Yep. Number two, what does PR look like in marriage? Mm-hmm. That was a question I asked them. Mm-hmm. I thought it was kind of interesting. And lastly, they shared their story about being trapped in their work, which led to the creation of Sparko. That was a really good one. All right. Here we go, everybody. This is Andy and Brittany Toms. We met in college. I was in college. Andy's five years older than I am. So he was, I I joke with people that um, he was my college pastor, but he was working at a church and was a part of a student organization that I was a part of. And we ended up going on a mission trip. He was dating this other girl. And and he was reading this book, Jeff and Andre, called How to Tell If She's the One. Mm -hmm. Oh, interesting. About this other girl. I'm very factual. I like to know if I'm making wise decisions. And so I felt like I was a good enough friend to Andy at the time that I punched him on the shoulder and said, dude, if you have to read a book, she's not the one. Oh my. Oh, Brittany (laughs) laid it down. Brittany knew that was her opportunity to just. She's very good at taking opportunity and running with it. So It, it hit me hard. I put the book down. And little did I know, the gentleman who gave me the book told me if I finished that book and I had come back to him with it, he would have said, let me just tell you something. She's definitely not the one because when you know, you should know. So it was kind of, uh, you know, a blessing in disguise that she did that as well. So So it was probably about six months later that um, we kind of reunited at a friend's Christmas party and... Um, Andy asked me on an official date and the, and we were inseparable, I'd say for the next six months. And it only took you a few months, those six months to ask me to marry him. So, wow. wow. Yeah. When I, first time I saw Brittany, she definitely uh, wooed me, um, with her beauty and her smile. And, uh, then I got to know her even more and we just had a lot of alignment and we have just, it's, it's been amazing. So. <laughs> you say alignment. We actually butted heads. <laughs> <laughs> I locked. <laughs> wait, 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 I want to go back for a second. Brittany, when you told, when you said that to him and you were like, if you have to read a book about this, she's not the one. Behind all that, were you really interested in him? And, of course. And, ah! <laughs> yes. Look at me. Look at me. Of course. No, I really think I was just being his buddy at that okay. point in time. Um, I'd say the blinders for us both fell off at that Christmas party because we had been totally platonic, both dating other people, but doing, but running the student organization together. And that's why I say we butted heads because Andy's very minute by minute, factual focused, like let's get it done in this step and with these steps in this process. And I'm a little bit more like, let's feel it out. 
however we feel it should go. This is how it should go. <laughs> and so we were, we clashed in that way, but that was also very attractive. Oh. To some of us, it was extremely attractive. <laughs> so the opposites thing. So would you guys, do you guys think you're generally pretty opposite each other? You use the word complimentary. Yes. Mm. Oh, tell us about that. I mean, the first five years, we were complete opposites um, of marriage. The last two years were complimentary in between. We were working it out. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So how many years have you been married now? But yeah, that math doesn't add up. Twelve. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a lot of years of working it out. It sounds like that's a, we're that's still working bad. it out. Yeah. So still, I, I've learned just to be a little bit more uh, uh, free spirited. Yeah. So yeah, let's let's hear a story because you said you're more factual and you're more. What was the word? I was. I wrote down opportunistic. Maybe that's very true. Is that good? Yeah. Okay. So and tell he's us more a, detail. Yeah. Right? Tell us yeah. a story where those things came together that, uh, that comes to mind where maybe the conflict happened, but it also turned into a complimentary situation. I mean, I kind of subscribe to the mentality that if we're going to Disney world, we point the car in the general direction of South and we press the gas and Amy's a little bit more like, let's have an itinerary and let's know <laughs> what we're going to. For I can get, that's, that, that's a really good example, thing. but I will tell you for me personally, um, in business with us, yeah. yeah together, uh, Brittany will meet someone and say, I love them. Let's hire them. <laughs> That's true. And next thing I know is I'm like, I like them a lot too. So how do we, what, what is the reason we're hiring? Do you just like them? Yes. I like them. Yeah. I, and I'm That's like, how it started. So it's feeling oriented and it, instinct. I do agree with that, but without, so we'll have to say, well, listen, is this fitting into where our growth strategy is? <laughs> And so mm. she doesn't enjoy that as you, much. You gotta like, you gotta check your spreadsheet while she's all like the heart and like she knows exactly when our next hire is taking place based on now. our spreadsheet from yesterday. We had our conversation about it. Um, so that is a, that's a prime example. But in the earlier years, I was just the no guy. If that makes sense, yeah. Um, now it's more on the boundaries guy in those areas yeah. that helps us. We listen to Henry Cloud. Mm. Mm. Recent interview. That's very good. <laughs> very good. Very good. We love that book. Yeah. Oh, it is a good one. Okay. So we kind of touched on how you guys work together. So let's, you guys have started this business, run this business, co-founded it, all of it together from the beginning, right? Right. You know what's funny? And we were talking about this before the interview. We started C-Spark Go for our marriage. Yes. Did huh. y'all know? No, no, explain tell us that. this. Yeah. So when um, when we were newlyweds, Andy was still working for it was still working in ministry, and I was working for a PR firm. And I had several West Coast clients, and I'm working Monday through Friday. He's working Sunday through Thursday, and so a little bit of ships passing through the night. Um, but it was no big thing for me to have a 7 p.m. Eastern conference call. That was just part of life and very normal. And so, um, we just were missing each other as newlyweds. We discussed it. Uh, we did look at each other at one point and and I was like, you're constantly traveling. I'm never home. Um, the church was very demanding in in hours, um, very odd hours. Hers was very odd. Each other one day and said, Hey, our ultimate goal is to have the freedom to serve those around us. That's what we want to do. And the Mm -hmm. things that 
actually not enabling us to serve those around us, hmm. which is an oxymoron when you're saying you work for the church and serve those around you, but it really wasn't. And Brittany was not doing the same. So we said, we well, what can we do? Like we, and this is a bad word, but we felt trapped in, in what we were um, currently doing that it really didn't enable us to thrive in our marriage, even though both of our, our career choices at that time were good. Both of them were good, but they weren't great for our marriage. And so we hiked Kennesaw Mountain, Big Mountain. the largest, <laughs> maybe the largest. <laughs> <laughs> very, very. Not the I mean, it took about 20 minutes to get it to the top of it. Yeah, we hiked Kennesaw Mountain and we saw a ton of counsel after that conversation. And we just felt like, you know what? What if, what would happen if we just started pursuing opportunities to grow closer together and to be together more? And that led to enough conversations and enough opportunities for us to both quit our jobs, move to Athens, Georgia, which is our alma mater and where we met. Um, and start a business. And the whole point of Sea Spark Go was we want to tell the best stories in the world. So if we can be choosy about those types of stories, then um, we'll be able to do that. We really didn't think we didn't have a five year plan or a 10 year vision. We just, that was the next right thing for us. Hmm. And, and to make that, to clarify with what Britt was saying, as someone who needs a spreadsheet to make decisions, that was a very difficult decision to make. Um, in all honesty, it's a, it's a huge leap of faith. So as we were doing this, it was like, how do we make it to the next month? How do we pay our bills the next week? So the waking up in the middle of the nights, trying to figure that out was extremely real hmm. for a number of years. And I think that actually drew us closer together because sometimes you hear stories as it pulling people apart. We made a decision at that point is we are going, we're in this together and hmm. we're going to make it. Hmm. And that was a big, uh, it actually drew us, our marriage very close together during that time. Hmm. So. Yeah, so we started to see Spark for our marriage. I love it. I, I, love I, I never it. heard that I story. I haven't ever heard it that way. Yeah. Um, so if there was somebody listening right now, man, I could. <laughs> this, We've this, got this, a lot of them. This is dangerous a little bit in some ways because, like, I know there's people listening and they're going, "I am in the exact same place." The risk. Yeah. Well, I have a feeling that or the struggle. They're off. That many listeners are caught in the trap. Yes. Of both of them running hard in their work and dependent on the money that they've, cause they've built this lifestyle that needs a specific amount of money to go. And so they get caught up in that job. And even though it's not great for their marriage, is right. that what you're saying? Yeah. And so it's kind of a fine line. It's like, you don't want to tell everyone, well, go quit your job and start a new business. Cause it's not going to work out right. for everybody. Right. Agreed. But, and we, I don't think we would recommend that anybody start a business right. for their <laughs> Let, let, let me let's clarify this. We had some enormously wise people at this time speaking to our lives. Uh, this was not made like, for example, once the decision was made, it was another six months before we made the jump. Um, so we started talking, doing a lot of work. So we worked double hours. Laying the groundwork. Why I had a full time job, why she had a job. We're working double hours. So Interesting. Found a, uh, I then was able to find a consulting position in a part-time that would gave us a bridge for, for two years. So there was a lot of behind the scenes taking place. I would wake up at literally 4.30 in the morning to go work another job from 4.30 to 8 in the morning before I go into C-Spark Go uh, for the first two years to help pay the bills. Wow. So there's a lot of behind the scenes that other people did not know was taking place as we were pursuing that because we were self-funded at the time. Mm -hmm. um, we also were in a very unique situation where we did not have a lot of debt. So that yeah. was a massive blessing in disguise. Yeah. 
So you do have to think through those things. So I would never say, hey, go jump. Mm-hmm. I would say, hey, look at what you're doing. Map out a plan. Map out a plan. <laughs> 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 and then, what is the wise decision for what you and your family need to do? We felt like, hey, the advantage we have is if this doesn't work, I can go get another job. Mm-hmm. So it was not, but I left really well from where I came from without burning any bridges. And so did Brittany. As a matter of fact, we got blessings from both of our organizations yeah. as, we're, as we're going out. Yeah. My old agency contracted C Spargo out for, to, for a year. Yeah. So, oh, that's great. so yeah. what I hear you saying is there's this moment. And I, and I think a lot of couples could have a moment like that right now. They could have it this summer. They could have it this fall, winter, whenever, where they come to a point where like, this isn't working. But it's not, it, it probably isn't wise to just quit everything in a moment. It's like, okay, so what is the map to getting to a different storyline, right? Mm-hmm. So you guys are in work together, right? And you definitely see the world from different perspectives. Yeah. So what happens in work when you guys disagree on what you should do? We've never disagreed. <laughs> <laughs> like, what process do you guys? I mean, I'm. Do what sure. I want to do, Jeff. Yeah. Yeah. Happy, happy wife, happy life. Come a on, woman now. is correct always. <laughs> oh my goodness! I will tell you that is one of the greatest questions, and I would love the correct answer to this because if mm. we say we had it figured out, we are far from it. I will say we. Are have, you going to ask me since you want yes. the correct answer? I, I'm, I'm going <laughs> to. <laughs> Good answer. So, Brittany, why, why don't you share with us how we? <laughs> we learned a lot of what we said at the very beginning about our strengths being complementary because mm-hmm. there's at times where they could, you know, your strength becomes your Achilles heel in a way. Um, and so learning to trust that dance of trust, for example, I, Andy wants a meeting, a staff meeting planned out three days before everything we're going to say, all the slides in order and, you know, bullet points. And, and I would have like the three points I want to make on the back of a Barnes and Noble receipt. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Does. Does Barnes and Noble exist? I did. Um, and that's kind of how we would, would find some areas of tension early on, areas. but we've learned to, we've learned <laughs> to really trust that Andy trusts I'm going to get it done the way that I'm going to get it done. And I trust that he's going to get it done the way he gets it done. And I have to lean in a lot of times to his strengths and say, okay, I'm going to do the hard work of planning in advance. That is so hard. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And sometimes he's going to do the hard work of just letting me like fly off the cuff. And that's, and it works. It still works, but. I would, I do agree 100% with what she's saying. The trust piece is something that we've had to develop in this area because when we entered our marriage, we had automatic trust with each other. But when you start leading an organization to have that trust with each other, that it's going to get done was a process. Mm -hmm. And as she's speaking, I would learn to trust I actually, going back to spreadsheets, had to put in a process that trust would be accomplished with each other. So we got some really smart people around us that know our strengths and we've been very and our weaknesses and we've been very vulnerable with our leadership team. Hey, here's where I'm really good at. Here's where Brittany's really good at. And I literally submit and say, hey, Brittany, you're the expert in this area. I am not even... I'm going to... I'll say what I'm going to say, but she's got a role. She's the leader here. I'm stepping back. It's her call. And I've just said... And I, and I separate the marriage out of that as well. So we, we've had to really do that with each other and be very intentional. Um, and we have had the conversation. Are we having a marriage conversation or a business conversation? That's a great That's question. so good. And it is a... As everyone probably knows, that can be a 
to clearly define that up front. Because sometimes they both slip in both ways. And you're like, whoa, are we talking marriage or business right now? <laughs> framing, framing your conversations at the front is so important. Like the goal of this conversation is that we come out on the other end of it healthy and still in love. <laughs> you know, so we, we want to frame that. Like first and foremost, we have the same goal and it's to come out full, whole, and healthy. So we're not against each other. We're still one in all things. And we've realized that if one of us loses, we both lose. So we're trying to be winners. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I think, you know, ironically, this book wasn't out, but we kind of live out Gina Wickman's rocket fuel because we're so different that um, I don't think C-Spargo would be successful or what it is today without each of us. It's totally agree. The RE myth has been more balanced than I think most people's E myth because we have two sides. Wow. Very good question. question. Mm -hmm. Um, All right. So I know everybody's heard the phrase work life balance. When you hear that phrase um, with you guys working together, living together, all the things, um, and then you also have two boys. Is it possible? Is that just a load of crap? Like, what do, you, what do you feel about that? I don't ascribe to balance as a thing. I think to be leveraged, you have to be weighted heavy in one direction. You know what I'm saying? If you have balance on a scale, then those things are equal. And to me, we're leveraged, but we're leveraged with all things, our family, our marriage, our, our mission and vision and purpose um, as working people in the world, that we want to have influence. And even as a public relations agency, we want to have influence on the influential. So for us, that looks like, you know, wearing our heart on our sleeve and taking our kids with us to events and showing up, but also saying no when we need to. It's just a, a, a dance, if you will. There's not a set, as much as Andy would like for there to be a set structure of, you know, these four nights here and these four nights here. It's a little bit more of a, a dance. Yeah. And here's the neat thing about this. When she says there is a dance and every dance, there are movements you have to learn, which I am not a good dancer. You can just ask when we first got married, we had to learn to dance and we were so bad at it with each other. You did a run. (laughs) My best friend to teach me how to dance because I didn't know how to follow her lead. Uh It's true in a lot of areas. (laughs) Um, That said... We have learned to put dance moves into our marriage in this question on balance. For example, yes, we, we, when our kids were born, one thing, some advice we got was they're entering your world. You're not entering their world. So love them, take care of them, but bring them in. My parents had their own business. Her parents had their own business. So we grew up with this and we kind of saw it take place. So it, it did help. Um, but I can remember we have taken our boys to a number of things. We do vacation. We will tag along and we may go see a client as well, but it's our passion. We love it. I will say some of the balance and guardrails we put into our, our lives, though, are we don't want to be away from the boys X amount of days per month. Right. And so when the good or great opportunity comes up and we've hit that, we say no because our family is such a priority. Um, we try to have uh, you know two or three dinners together as a family. It's really important to us at the dinner at table. the dinner at the dinner table specifically. So there's little things we do. Brittany loves to read to the boys at night. That's super important to her. I personally enjoy to say prayers with them. So we have little things that we're always checking in so that we can see our guardrails if they're being hit. But then on the balance side, we want them to see it. Like 
when we have difficult decisions to make, I invite my boys in to listen to it and say, Hey, what's the number one, what's the number one thing as a leader of an organization you're supposed to do? And you'll say, dad, you're supposed to outserve those around you. And so we, we do those things as we're here to teach them how to serve. We want them to understand the life skills of that because as a leader, your ultimate goal is to outserve those around you. I yeah. mean, that's the true definition of a, a true leader in our opinion. We drop so, them off at school and say, who are you going to make feel special today? Mm. Just trying to teach them an others-focused mentality, which is hard. But at the end of the day, that's what um, that's what refreshes you when you serve others. So. Exactly. So, um, <clears throat> so here's a different, a little different take. I don't know if you guys have ever thought about this, but I have a feeling you might have some thoughts about it. You guys are like, what is Jess going to ask me now? Okay. Yes, I am. <laughs> so you, you lead a company that does um, storytelling, public relations, all, all different forms of that, um, external storytelling to others. Have you ever thought about what that looks like in marriage? Like, what's the, what is the story you're telling other people about your marriage? Has that been a conversation you guys have ever had? And is that even a healthy conversation to have? Absolutely. Absolutely. And we have had that conversation a lot of, because we work together in front of people, we have a staff of about 30 people at um, any given time. And Andy, there are times, I mean, very specific times where he may have spoken harshly to me <laughs> in front of people because me? I really? was his spouse. <laughs> and, and that may have been an understatement. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and the only thing that has come out of that, and truly few and far between times, and we've had the conversation outside of those instances that we represent marriage to these people too. Mm. Not only are we their, their employer or their boss or their mentor, but we are also representative of what marriage can and should look like. And so we want to be a good example of that. Your name is more valuable than anything that you have. Your reputation is more valuable than anything that you possess. And so as, as image managers, public publicists, we are stewarding the stories of all of these brands. Well, the story of our marriage is just as important. Hmm. And we have to steward that by how we, how we treat each other, how we speak to each other. There's nothing that is a bigger pet peeve to me than to watch somebody demean their spouse in front of other people or to watch them even make fun or poke fun. I just think that it is such a precious gift that you have this other person on the other side of you who is your compliment and your completion? You are one. And so you, you just need to treat them like you would treat yourself. Yeah. I love that. And, and kind of along that you work with a lot of millennials, right? Yeah. So Absolutely. most are probably single and all of that kind of looking towards wanting a future marriage relationship or dating or imagining what a future family would look like. What are some things that you advise them or talk to them about? That's a really, really good question. Um, it's going to sound really simple, but when it does come up, I say, marry your best friend. I know it sounds cliche in that, but you know, when there's been conversations with us, with some, with some of our team members and stuff, I'm like, Hey, marry your best friend. I mean, enjoy them. Like we, we joke about it all the time, but one of our, Mottos when we got married was enjoy the dance. 
Um, and that was cliche to how we're learning how to dance where I was <laughs> and learning how to play that. It was part moves, of the story. It's part of our story. But it's really important to, to do that is to, to find out, you know, do you have your, your best friends are some common things that you guys believe. There's some core principles that you believe as best friends. You can challenge each other. That's great. You get stronger. There's some core things that I think that in a marriage that when you have those, it really does help thrive. Um, and, and then the biggest one for us too is, is to be curious. Um, that's something I'm having to learn and continue to learn. But if I can truly be curious about what Brittany is trying to express, whether it's in marriage, whether it's in business, without being so like offended, it, it's a game changer. Um, at least in our marriage, we've learned that is just be curious about the other individual because curiosity creates an open heart to one another because you're genuinely learning more about them. So we, we tell millennials all the time and our team members like, Hey, be their best friend be curious about what they're after. And then what are their dreams and goals and how does that line up together? Um, cause it's fun to do that. Yeah. And, and then we actually are going through a season. We have a lot of engagements at C Sparko, like four, yes. <laughs> four engagements right now. So, oh, yeah, and and two have already have already tied the knot. So, yeah, and I think that that's a huge responsibility that we carry. One of the girls that has worked for C Sparko for five years said she chose to work here and come back here. Actually, she um, took a few months off after school after college to offer our internship program and our apprenticeship. And she came back and said, my parents told me to work for people that you want to be like. And if you work for people that you want to be like, you're going to be successful. And so she said, I want to work at Seasparko because I want to be like you guys. That scared me. That was like such a huge compliment, but also such a huge responsibility because now we, we have to model that every single day. Walk mm. that out. Mm. And I add one thing that we're learning, this is probably in the last year and a half, two years, and we're continuing to learn is... She is my she's my wife first and my business partner second. Yes, there's the there's separation where one and all that, but that also means that I know a lot more because I can see her mistakes and I have to be careful not to bring those home with us. And that is a huge challenge, and vice versa. She can see my mistakes. So who do we have to go vent to without it being venting about her? Because we can go to dinners and all we talk about is C Sparko. Mm-hmm. And that's that. We had to we had to catch ourselves. So early in our marriage, we actually had once a, a week date nights that we had to not we were not permitted to talk about C Spargo. Mm-hmm. Like that was intentional, and we'd sit there and just look at each other sometimes, <laughs> just quiet. Mm-hmm. And I, oh gosh, I mean it's it's the truth. Yeah, <laughs> it's hard. Yeah, super hard. Super Are you hard. still doing that? The when you're on a date night, no business talk. We try. We do try. We try. It's not as good as it was. Um, we're not in a season of once a week date nights right now, but we, we need to get back to that. But there's something, uh, I remember you guys talked about this with Dana and Angelo. We, we do day date. Yes. Lots um, of day date. And that is such a blessing because of, I mean, just because of where we're at in our, our circumstance, we'll go to lunch together and we will just say, all right, no work. We're just, how are you? We'll have our assistant put in a block that we're off and we may just go sit and just talk for 30 minutes somewhere just have to talk coffee. and have coffee. And that's good. we really protect our time for that. Mm-hmm. That's good. So you mentioned that you, you had five rough years and then there was an in-between year and then there's been two great years. You listened. Yeah. There must've been some breakthrough that happened. And I'm wondering what you learned. It must have been something about each other or something. I'm curious what the breakthrough was that has led to the last two years. 
I and I'd say it's been I, longer than two years. Yeah, like, yeah been, I mean, the last several years have been a lot uh, have been yeah. a lot healthier than our than our starting out years. Hmm. For me, this is a, this my breakthrough. I can't speak for Brittany, but for my breakthrough, there, there's a couple things. One, learning that sh- her out like getting getting excited and wants to do everything <laughs> didn't mean she wasn't for me. Like wow. I, I've been that for about five years that you know, someone calls to go do something and like, she is in like, we're going, we're, we're not stopping. Oh yeah. It's in California. We've got to be there tomorrow, but we're going. And like, I was like, Oh my gosh, well, wait a second. I thought we were doing this or her saying we need to do, she has a million incredible ideas. And I used to think that my personality was, I had to go hit all those ideas instead of just saying, it all happened. and some words that were, were given to me was, wow, not how don't, don't, don't answer her question with how are we going to do that? Start answering with, wow, that's amazing. So curiosity, like, the curiosity approach that really was a game changer for me because then I started just learning more about her and I could celebrate with her versus trying to figure out how to make everything happen because she's very, she sees the future. She's really good at that. And so I was more of how are we going to, how are we going to do this? And I had to learn that in the marriage, it's okay to just, just dream and, and have fun. And that was a big one. So be, that's why I like the curiosity piece. And that took me a good five years to figure out that she's actually really for me. And just because she gets excited about something else doesn't mean she's not excited about us. Hmm. That's a true statement. <laughs> Are you a seven on the Enneagram? Yes. Uh, How did you? <laughs> I just don't know. I feel like every marriage relationships have these seasons where you, um, I don't know where you like re-engage one another and learn yeah. something new about that relationship. And, and it's interesting. I'm sure there's people listening that are at the front edge of the tension. They're like, I don't know how to get through this. And I love that advice about um, taking time to be curious and actually think about what your partner's saying and celebrating something about them that's unique about them instead of just trying to change them. I think that's a really, I think it's a good story. Yes. Yeah. And I think reframing it, like we are, we are so for each other. And so the minute we, we had, you know, this isn't like a singular instance, but several instances where we just said, you know, we're just going to have to fight for marriage because we're not, we're committed that we're not getting, we're not going to separate and we're not going to divorce. So as much as, as hard as this is, or as much as I disagree with you, we're going to have to sit in that pain for a little bit or sit in that tension or disagreement for a little bit because the best is still yet to come. Like we will get out of this and we will be better. And I'd say, I mean, this is just raw, honest truth for you and your listeners, Jeff and Andre. Um, (laughs) Maybe dad said to us, he said, look at it with the end game in mind. Like, do you want to be sitting next to this person at your kid's graduation? Do you want to be sitting next to this person at your kid's wedding? Yes. The answer to that is yes. Hmm. So whatever you're going through, whatever hell you're going through right now, it's okay to go through it together. Hmm. It's just okay. Hmm. And that's hard for somebody that's an enthusiastic, want to look at the bright side and the whole thing, right? It's like, oh. no, this is not a great moment. And we're going to sit in this at this moment. And, and that is so true. Jeff. I'd rather go to Disney World. Yes. You. <laughs> that's probably true. Cause she, she has said something like that to me before. I, I'll just go, you know, I'm like, okay. I'm going to go without you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, thank you for sharing that. <laughs> oh my goodness. 
Andre's still laughing. Why are you laughing? It's just very much you and I sometimes too. Yeah. I mean, there's no doubt there's been moments where it's like, all right, we are not seeing anything the same in this conversation. So Jeff leave, (laughs) (laughs) but at the same time, it's like, but guess what? Leave and then come back. Like, I mean, let's just take a breather, take a breather and then come back because we are for each other. We are in yeah. this together in the long run. Now, in the short run, it doesn't feel like that. Right? No. Yeah. But we're willing to to stick that out. Did you feel like most of your really hard working it out years were when the kids were small, like younger, that was like the phase of also, like, did you feel that that was the added tension? Kind oh, of. For sure. And there was a, a moment where I said, everything in my life is a top. Because like my, my kids are toddlers. Our business is a toddler. <laughs> like our marriage is a toddler. I'm still a toddler. A- Andy was a toddler. <laughs> I have a third child who's a toddler. I was like the tantrums and the selfishness are so present and they are, they are just real things that you have to work through. Mm. Um, but I, I was encouraged that, you know, it's going to pass and we're going to get better and we're going to gain more wisdom. I think seeking wise counsel has been huge for us. I mean, talking to other couples, um, a lot of like listening to this podcast is a huge deal for couples. I mean, you just have to focus on it. We became students, not just of each other, but of, of how to work together. I mean, fortunately her parents and our, my parents are very influential in our lives. So we talked to them a lot. We went to marriage counseling. We went to intensives at Camp Windshape, I believe. We did a Windshape marriage, marriage. intensive. Here's a we, plug. You yes. should go. Yes. <laughs> we did those things because even though we disagreed in some areas, and I don't want to paint a picture, we had, an incredible, we had an incredible time together, but in our hard seasons, when we were going through hard seasons, we recognized the pain quickly and acknowledged it. And I think mm-hmm. that's actually a win, but it was something we said, this actually hurts. We don't like it. Let's get through this. We're not going to pretend like it's not there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we acknowledge it very openly. I think people listening to this from Cease Fargo might be like, really? Um, <laughs> well, that's what I was wondering. Cause then the PR, you know, like you're having to be really having a hard time in marriage and yet present yourself in front of your staff as this, cohesive unit that seems like everything's okay. I mean, you do the same thing in parenting. You have to be unified. And it's like, if, if Andy's going down this route, you talking to the boys and I disagree, I cannot disagree in front of our kids. Mm. Like wait and pull that back and have that conversation in private. Um, man, that's tough. All right. Well, that leads us to our last question. Yep. Uh Uh-oh. You guys are living it. You are in it, right? So is it possible to stay in love, raise a healthy family, and pursue your purpose and work? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think if it's not, then it's not, it's not worth it. But hard things, you know, climbing Mount Everest doesn't happen overnight, does it? <laughs> no, I think it's a long time. I think it takes a long time. I'm not, I'm not now, Kenna saw a mountain happen in 20 minutes. <laughs> <but I don't laughs> Kennesaw could totally happen. But if, when you look back, if you climb Kennesaw Mountain and you look back down, you're like, wow, I accomplished that. Great job. But if you climb Mount Everest and you look back, you're like, oh my gosh, so totally worth it. Mm-hmm. So playing life with the end game in mind, like when do, what do you, when you want, 
when you get to the end, what do you want to look back on? Sure, it's going to be tough and have rocks and hard precipices to overcome. What do you think, Andy? I would say yes. <laughs> Just simple yes. <laughs> you know, at the end of the day, like she said, know where you're going and who you're doing it with. And if you're enjoying one another, being curious about it, my personality is to take things serious too often. So learn to have fun for me these high personalities and just enjoy and truly enjoy the dance, enjoy the ride. Um, because it absolutely, there's going to be a ton of pressure, but anything worthwhile has pressure. Anything worthwhile has yeah, pressure. Yeah, diamonds are created under pressure. So, yes, absolutely. Um, but just never stop, stop loving. That's the big thing. And you have to work on love. Yeah. yeah. Not love or work, it's love and work. <laughs> <laughs> And now it's time for the breakdown. <laughs> never gonna get it, never gonna get it, never gonna get it, never gonna get it. Oh, wow. What is happening? It, never gonna get it, never gonna get it, never get it. I wasn't gonna do the high note. I, can't, I wasn't I'm gonna not do the high one. In. I am not a singer. This is not what I do. I am I'm, not jumping in on that. But I will, I kind of, I think I kind of nailed it. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm getting the head nods. So oh, think, my goodness. No, you're getting a head nod from one. Not you know the woo woo woo. I couldn't have done that. <laughs> that had taken it too far. Oh my gosh! But I feel like I hit the you know I hit the common thing. You there. got some extra spunk today. Mm. I don't know what's going on. Well, but what do you got? What? Do, let's break it down. Oh uh, yes, I really like where they said um, that we sometimes have to hit a pause and ask ourselves the question: Are we having a marriage conversation or a business conversation? Mm. And for everybody listening who works together, I think that's a great, great pause button when things are starting to get heated or tense that just really kind of like figuring this out and then um, making like a change. Like, okay, if it's a marriage conversation, maybe we need to, number one, probably be in private and not do this in front of our whole staff (laughs) and, or if it's a business, you know, like, but just really kind of clarifying that. Yeah. I mean, I think we need to remember that in the next couple of months when we're trying to finish a book writing process together. Oh yeah. Wouldn't wouldn't you think that would be important? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) This, like we said, this is like our counseling right here. It is our counseling. What else did you like? I feel like Andy was kind of camping out on this a little bit about um, being curious about your partner. Uh, I think uh, the longer you are married, the easier it is to not be curious because you feel like you know everything about this person. Yeah. But yet we have to continuously be engaging one another. And if you come about it with curiosity, I think there's, it's it's an interesting approach because like you are constantly changing, you're growing, you're learning, you're different. Some things about it. I love some things. I just need to be curious (laughs) (laughs) and try to love your process. Right. And I think that's kind of what he was saying. Like, cause oftentimes she is more adventurous. She may be, you know, go off the whim on random things like going to Disney on a, just on a weekend, random, whatever. And for someone that's planned out, that can be very frustrating. But I think his perspective is more like, well, let me be curious about her. What is she, what, what's going through her head right now that I need to learn about? What do I need to think about? What do I, how do I, how do I need to encourage her in her creativity mm-hmm. and not stifle that with my logistics? Right. Yeah. That was really good. 
I mean, I even got pretty teared up when they just talked about like looking at their marriage and their relationship with the end game in mind Mm -hmm. of just that idea of like, do you want to be sitting next to this person when your kid goes down the aisle or when Mm. there's a graduation or like those things. Oh my gosh, I'm already getting teary eyed thinking about it because you do, you want to be with this person. You're getting teary eyed. I'm getting a little stressed out. I don't know. (laughs) Thinking about a wedding. (laughs) I mean, thinking that far, I'm like, Oh Lord almighty. I mean, in Jada in nine years is going to graduate from high school. Are we ready for that? I mean, it's coming like, you got to stop. Just hear the good part. Yeah, it's a good perspective to think in relation to marriage. This is something we want to do together. The end game. End game. All the way through. Yeah. Yeah. Same team. Same team. It's been a great interview. And that's another interview with Love or Work. This episode was produced by DJ Obdiggy for Soul Graffiti Productions.